0: Welcome to Speak Healing Words, the podcast. I am Janelle. I am your host for today's conversation on something that's very near and dear, not only to my heart, but to the hearts of our community members, those who are part of our Speak Healing Words online community. The foundation, the mandate, the mission for our community involves something we call the three-fold cord of emotional health and spiritual authenticity. A healthy sense of self, healthy behavior patterns, and healthy communication skills. This three-fold cord unfolded for me as I was writing my newest book, Overcoming Hurtful Words, and became a very strong theme. And I talk all about that in episode 13 last week when we dive deep into what is a healthy sense of self. What on earth does that mean? So go back and listen to uh, episode 13, A Healthy Sense of Self. And I'm calling this little mini-series, this three-week mini-series, If Mama Ain't Healthy. Because we've all heard the adage, if mama ain't happy. But I have come to add to that, that if mama ain't healthy, if she isn't emotionally and spiritually healthy, ain't nobody in that sphere of family or home going to be healthy. And then we broaden that into if if a, a woman ain't happy or healthy within her spheres of influence, be it workplace, athletic field, church communities, PTAs, you fill in the blank. We have so many different spheres of influence in our lives. And at the core of a very healthy community, should be, could be, will be, because that's what we're committed to here, emotionally healthy people, men, women, and children, and of course, being a woman, I tend to believe that uh, the woman is the center, the heartbeat, the core of the family. I don't think anyone would disagree with me on that. And so obviously I'm looking more and speaking more from a female perspective, but uh, thanks to our pastoral counselor and chaplain, Gilbert Valence, very much a male, who asked me, could you dig deeper into this? Uh, Vilbert lives in India and he works at the Bangalore Baptist Hospital and we communicate, communicate, oh my goodness, communicate weekly on what it really truly means to be emotionally healthy and I concur that emotional health will lead and will bring us to spiritual health and all of that leads us to really having better physical health. We are spirit, soul, and body the mind-body-heart connection is critical. So today we're diving into week two of what does it mean, what does it look like to have healthy behavior patterns? Well, I want to start with a word that is so important in my practice and in my pr- my private life and in how i mother and how I am a wife and how I am a friend and how I am a congregationalist, a member of a church, and how I move through my spheres. And that word is absorb. Okay, you might think that's a little strange, but hear me out here. I think as we move through the podcast today, you'll understand why I wanted to focus in on this amazing word, absorb. It means to take in or soak up energy Or it could be a liquid or another substance by chemical or physical action. So we're going to look at this word in the frame of emotional absorption today. And in order to really understand behavior patterns, we need to understand what behavior actually means. And I'm going to just take it down to the root of behavior, which is behave, How many times have you heard or been told or either spoken, would you please behave yourself? We are in public. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And so often we ask our children, or I was a teacher for years, so I would ask my little first, second, third grade children to behave. And Lord have mercy, they did not understand what that even meant or looked like at all. So behave in its definition means to act or conduct oneself in a specified way, especially towards others. Okay. Second definition is to conduct oneself in accordance with the accepted norms, and I would add expected norms, of a society or a group. Heavy, heavy words. Patrick Waynes, a behavioral psychologist, writes, It is true that the human brain doesn't fully develop until around the age of mid-20s. The last part of the brain to mature is the executive decision-making center. Now, they say for males, that could be anywhere from 25 up to 30. It's true. The frontal cortex, the frontal lobes of the brain are the last part of the brain to mature. However, that doesn't stop children at a very early age from making conclusions, forming beliefs, and experiencing and holding onto emotions, pain, and trauma. It is also critical to allow your child the opportunity, oh, hear me here, and safe space to express what they are feeling, all of their emotions, and to allow them to have a voice about those feelings and thoughts without shutting them down or telling them they are stupid for thinking or feeling something. This is the crux of our conversation today. I have had three client sessions this week, and that's just this week, that have centered around Trying to help the man or the woman, in on one occasion a young adult sitting in front of me, grasp the gravity of what they absorbed emotionally and psychologically as a child. In their first family, some psychologists call it, or as I refer to it, our family of origins. You've heard me talk about this, but it's worth repeating that we absorb, we take in or we soak up the emotional energy of our earliest caregivers. And as females who have the, we are the ones God has chosen to bring forth children into the world, in our womb. So our emotional health as a female is crazy. From the moment of conception on, I I just I would shout from the rooftop if I could. I'd be on every national television show if I could, banging the table, crying out, pleading with women, please, please take care of your emotional health. Proverbs four twenty three is our our scriptural mandate, it's our proverbial grounding. Above all else, guard your heart, guard your affections. For those affections, for anything and everything inside of your heart influences absolutely everything in your life. Ugh. Why then is it that we don't give time and space to our emotional health. Why is that? Why women? Why friends? Why listeners? Are we the last one to put on our oxygen mask? Ah, it's just something I'm so deeply aware of in this latter part of my 50s, 59. I'm going to be 60 as I keep saying. It's a big year for me. I think it's because I can look back and realize how I wish someone had pounded the table for me on this subject and actually shook my shoulders or got in my face and said, "Janelle, stop." Think about your emotional health. Spend time on that. Take care of yourself. But I grew up in a home, a family of origins, where that didn't happen and then entered into a Christian culture in America that really self-care, self-love were bad words. I'm, I'm just being honest not only were they they just they weren't even spoken of and if you did say i'm going to take some time to myself it was criticized boldly criticized and because i did not have the secure attachment within myself within my my identity i didn't have it i didn't know that it was okay that i have needs now i've talked a lot about the enneagram And I am a two with a three, very strong three coming in second. And so twos in the Enneagram are human beings who are highly, highly intuitive and and empathic and relational and absolutely derive their sense of identity from other people needing them to the point where you don't even know your own needs. And that's me to the T, to the T. So Patrick Wayness goes on and he says this, he's a behavioral psychologist, you can use these talks and open discussions as a way to increase your child's emotional intelligence and social skills. You can also boost their self-confidence and self-image, another bad word back in the day, by helping them to become aware of their thoughts, feelings, and emotions, emotions, helping them to understand those experiences and to gain insight into what they are feeling and experiencing. You can start now. Today is the day, regardless of how young your child is, because whatever age he or she is, she is already absorbing you. Did you hear that? (laughs) That child, from the moment of conception I'm adding to his article, She or he is already absorbing you, your thoughts, your emotions, as well as making conclusions about whether or not he or she is lovable, good enough, and worthy. Please, please, he writes, teach them that they are. The parent who doesn't validate their child's feelings or respond to their child's emotional needs is creating a very unhealthy emotional atmosphere. And that's what I this week had to to really help one of my clients really come to see in their adult life this this potential this person this client in their 50s see that actually their things that were going on within their family of origins did not provide this person with an emotional intelligence or a capacity to understand that they had emotions and that that, those emotions were information. So here in the early stages of being 50 some years old, this human being is having to come to terms that he has a voice, she has a voice, they can use that voice, that emotions are information that emotions are guides, they lead us, they guide us, they teach us, they walk with us, and that we can actually utilize those emotions uh, to help us navigate life in a a much more beautiful, meaningful way. In another beautiful article on emotional intelligence in the Harvard Business Review uh, by Monique Valcour and John McNulty, to make a change at work, tell yourself a different story. Well, we've been talking a lot about story here on the Speak Healing Words podcast, especially these last episodes, and they write these beautiful words that I wanted to share. Human beings crave coherence. We long to be true to ourselves and to act in a way that's consistent with what we believe and value. We want to live and work authentically. This quest for coherence is hardwired. It's in our DNA. Psychologists often refer to human beings as meaning-making machines. Yes, that's what I was talking to my client about yesterday, that we have to make sense. We have to make meaning of our lives in order to transmit and to give to our legacy, those who are following behind us, that same emotional strength, So they can make meaning of their stories and experience what these authors are calling coherence. Our brains create coherence by knitting together our internal experience and what we observe in our environment through an automatic process of narration. Narration is what we uh, interchange a lot here in our Speak Healing Words community with story. That process of narration explains why we and others do what we do. As we repeat the resulting stories to ourselves, often unconsciously, they become scripts, oh, don't they though, and routines that guide our actions. And instead of recognizing our stories for the constructs that they are, we sometimes, most of the time, mistakenly interpret them as immutable truths as the way things are. Now hear me here on that. We talked about this in great depth in a, on this season when we were talking about story. Because oftentimes the narratives are negative narratives that are passed on from our family of origins. Oh, she's the messy one. Boy, I heard that so many times. She's the messy one. Your sister's the neat one uh, she's the joker of the family. He's, you fell in the blank, right? We pass these narratives along. Even as parents, oh, that child is the kind child. Oh, that's our athletic child. Oh, she's the moody child. Oh boy, does she love to pout. We, we express, we pronounce, we proclaim these seemingly harmless, right? Boy, I'm guilty here. I've done this. Trust me. Seemingly harmless labels or like she's the smart one or she's this or he's that or they're this or we just pass on these seemingly harmless proclamations over our children that ultimately will be harmful, Because they become that child's inner narrative. And as a counselor and a therapist, it's really, really difficult to transform those narratives. Because they're deeply, deeply folded into the neural pathways of the brain. So it takes a lot of unwiring and rewiring to help create positive, healthy, new neural pathways. Thankfully, I have learned a brilliant new healing modality called Aroma Freedom Technique, which I will be sharing much more with you about, that I have just seen the most significant alterations and transformations before my eyes happen in my practice and in my own life. So consider this story, just consider how we absorb the emotional atmosphere from our family of origins, but let's move on and make it very present and very current. I'm highly sensitive, I'm a highly intuitive person, so I have a very high uh, emotional sensometer, right? But think about when you walk into the room, we've been talking a lot about this. When you walk into the room, Do you absorb the emotional atmosphere of that room? Now, some people are much more attuned than others, but I want us to think about it today. And here's a beautiful example. Jennifer woke up a few minutes early this morning. She enjoyed a fresh cup of coffee. She read a few pages of her book before going to work, where she received several positive emails about her work this week. At lunch, Jennifer sat in the work lounge with a few co workers who were upset with their boss and thought Jennifer's good work made them look bad. Though they did not say anything to her, Jennifer could feel their negative thoughts and left the lunch lounge. She finished her lunch with another co worker who was going through a divorce and has heightened anxiety. Jennifer spent her afternoon at work feeling frazzled and decided to have fast food for dinner because she had such a stressful day. Well, when we read that story, what come what stands out to you? I see that Jennifer let others have an impact that of the way that her day played out. Instead of remaining positive about her good start to the morning, she let she allowed these negative feelings of those around her interfere with her positive mood. Jennifer absorbed the anxiety of those around her. And I, I thank WallerWellness.com for that example, because it's a perfect example. So what might Jennifer do? And maybe you relate to that. Maybe you're having a really great day, and then all of a sudden you have a clerk at a store, like I did yesterday, who was just not nice. Boy, I could just, I just felt real strong negative vibes coming from her. And it really, I had to shake it off when I left the store. One way that we can help increase our maintaining of a positive energy throughout the day, um, is to set something that we call mental boundaries in our community. Um, and let's just reframe Jennifer's day there. Let's just re, reframe what she could have done. Well, maybe when, like Jennifer, you find yourself in a stressful situation, instead of being coming absorbed by absorbing the negative emotions of those around you, you put up a barrier. This can be done mentally. You don't have to put up a fence or a wall, although sometimes we do, but this can be done by focusing on a happy place that you enjoy. Think of the activities that you like to do and where you go. That always puts a smile on your face. Instead of engaging in the negativity of those around you, change the subject and start talking about where you walked your dog last night, how much fun you had on your last vacation, or where you would most want to travel in the world. I like this other suggestion that I found um, on Waller Wellness as well. He gives us four suggestions. And I, I'm going to give you all four, but I'm going to focus on one. Find your footing. This is called grounding. So part of balancing the mind and body is something that we call grounding. So if you're at work or if you're at church or wherever you are, the next time you're feeling overwhelmed by negativity or anger in the air or maybe something just came across your path that was really really upsetting firmly place fa- my goodness i can't talk today firmly place your feet flat against the ground this establishes a firm physical foundation and helps bring a sense of balance back to your body that's called grounding I also like another grounding technique, and, and I call it heart centering. And I'll, I'll do a heart centering on our page, our Speak Healing Words community page this week. I think it would be very powerful for you to have that. So I'll walk you through that. Hop on over to uh, the Speak Healing Words community on Facebook, and I'll, I'll try to put one on Instagram too. But in heart centering, you just take your hand, your palm of your hand, and you place it over your heart. And you just take a deep breath. I'll teach you also how to use therapeutic great essential oils that actually are, have been created to give your brain a positive response and clear out the neural negativity. But placing your hand over your heart is something I do quite often. We live in a very anxious culture. So I find myself doing that when I can't put my feet on the ground and I can't ground that way. Another way um, Waller suggests is, is to become a beginner. Avoid arguments and small disagreements in the workplace by perhaps um, taking that deep breath and, and ask a question or say something that might change the emotional atmosphere One thing that I've implemented, implemented in my life is when I am in the space of someone that's negative, I'll just say, tell me more about how you're feeling and where you're feeling that in your body right now. Or just, are you having a bad day? How can I pray for you today? Um, You know, just, you have a beautiful smile. I love, I love how you're taking care of your customers. Just. Making a shift happen somehow. A third way, he says, name your mood. And I really like this suggestion. I have never seen this one and I read a lot. So easy to become quickly frazzled, isn't it? Even the smallest things seem to ruin the day. Copiers break down, you lose your favorite pen, your coworker has a new habit of tapping the side of the desk. And it's during these times you need to take a minute, just 60 seconds. And I'm going to show you how to do that. On our Facebook page, to take a minute to put your feelings in perspective. Every hour, if you're having one of those days, and I am putting this into practice, write down one word summarizing your current state of mind. At the end of the day, review your list of words. You'll come to find even the worst moments seem to pass with time. One of the beautiful parts of the aroma freedom technique when we're working through the 12 steps that are involved is we, we notice that one word feeling that we're feeling, we notice where it is in our body. And a beautiful part is to remember that feelings are like waves and no wave lasts forever. The waves come and the waves go. Feelings are like waves. They come and they go. Emotions are fluid, as we talked about last week in episode 13. They come and they go. No emotion, no feeling lasts forever. And that helps me realize that there is an ebb and flow. I can feel that feeling and I can let it go and I can feel it and let it go and it will shift. I love that. And then the fourth suggestion is to let it go. Whether you mean to or not, sometimes a bad day at work is brought all the way back home. And I homeschooled for 14 years, so I, you know, those feelings were all capsuled inside of my home. You have to stop at some point in your day, either before you leave the office or before you leave church, if some disturbing situation has happened or before you leave the grocery store, wherever you are, when you have an overwhelming, negative, unhealthy sense of emotion that you're absorbing, imagine a box. Now you can imagine anything you want, but Waller suggests, imagine a box and place all of the day's events inside. Then visualize the box floating away. That's also a beautiful technique used in EMDR, which is another beautiful counseling modality. Being able to release these thoughts before you leave work helps you engage wholeheartedly once you get home or even if you are within the home. A lot of times I would just go sit on my front porch and I love, I have a butterfly bush. I've always had a butterfly bush somewhere located near the steps outside of my home because I can go sit down. And in the right season, there are just beautiful butterflies fluttering, 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 fluttering here and there. And they just remind me, you know, we could almost say feelings and emotions are like a butterfly as well. They come and they go, they flitter, they flutter, they fly, they go here and they go there. So I love thinking of that. So one of the beautiful ways, and I'm going to close with this today, that we can really have establish healthy behavior patterns in our life is by setting daily intentions. Now, if you go back to, let me find it, to season two, episode six, we talked about real love is intentional. I talked a lot about setting intentions in that episode. So season two, episode six, and then also in season two, episode two, I talk a lot about coming home to your true self. All of our episodes are interwoven to help us have a healthy sense of self, healthy behavior patterns, which is what we're looking at today. And then next week, we'll look at healthy communication skills. So one great tool for establishing healthy behavior patterns, not only in our own lives, but in the lives of our family, is by setting beautiful intentions now, just this morning, I, I had a, my young adult client that I was talking about, and she created the most beautiful intention for herself so that she could rewire her neural pathway and really bring forth new, beautiful things into her life. And so I asked her if I could share it, and I am going to be speaking it over my life today for sure. She wrote and spoke and proclaimed, I am surrounded by and filled with nothing but positivity. Oh, I just love that so much. It's present tense, it's first person, and it's positive. Love it. She left. And feeling so much stronger than when she entered the space here in my office. And I felt so much stronger. I am surrounded by and filled with nothing but positivity. So as we close today, let's increase our ability, our capacity to have healthy behaviors in our lives. Psychological behaviors. How are you talking to yourself? Spiritual behaviors. How are you talking to God? Are you only talking at God or are you listening to God? Are you experiencing God outside by seeing the beauty of the creation, especially in our neck of the woods on the East Coast, we're experiencing spring. My baby birds, that were on my front door wreath, have now flown the coop and they are, they are no longer with me. But they have reminded me from the egg stage to yesterday's flights of how life is so, so beautiful and always revolving. Increase your self-awareness. That's another very positive way that you can establish beautiful, new, healthy behavior patterns in your life. Research suggests that when we see ourselves clearly, that's our news. That's our news story. That's our our healthy sense of self. When we have let go of these negative narratives and these unhealthy proclamations or our unhealthy, limited ways of believing things about ourselves. When we see ourselves clearly, we are more confident and more creative. We make sounder decisions, we build stronger relationships, and we communicate more effectively. We're less likely to lie, cheat, and steal. We are better workers who get better promotions, and we're more effective leaders with more satisfied employees and more satisfied workplaces. I'm going to upload this article for you uh, today on four self-awareness archetypes and see if you see yourself in there. They are introspectors, seekers, aware, and pleasers. And I just want to encourage you, my friends, my dear friends, my listeners, that you have the capacity, you have the God-breathed capacity to move through life with healthy, healthy, healthy behavior patterns. You have the God-breathed potential and purpose to be a positive person who speaks healing words to God, to yourself, and to others. All you have to do is open your hands, open your eyes, open your heart, and seek more. All right, next week we talk about healthy communication skills and we'll bring it all together with our 3 full cord. So I'll meet you over on our Facebook page, on Instagram, and you can always find me at com. Have a blessed day, a very blessed day, being surrounded by and filled with nothing but positivity and possibility. See you next time. Thanks for listening today. It was great having you here. For even more great content and conversation, please join the Speak Healing Words community at JanelleRiordan.com.